Hey friend, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here listening to another episode of the Pattern Design Circle podcast. Here we talk all about the ins and outs of designing knit and crochet patterns and running a business that makes it all possible. I'm Jessica, your host, knitting pattern designer, design mentor, and the friend in your ear. Can't wait to dive right in. The Pattern Design Circle podcast is sponsored by the Pattern Design Circle, a membership community for knit and crochet pattern designers that are feeling lost, lonely, or frustrated in their business. It connects you with a supportive community that's always eager to answer your questions and help you through the hard times. And there's loads of resources and activities specifically catered to business and designing. Sound like your jam? Check it out at snickerdoodleknits.com forward slash design dash circle. That's snickerdoodle like the cookie, knits, K-N-I-T-S dot com forward slash design dash circle. All right, let's get into it. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Pattern Design Circle podcast. I am so excited to be here with another guest. This week we have Jessica of Double the Stitches with us and We'll get into in a bit. She's hosting a summit that's happening next week, February 15th is the start date, (laughs) 2024. Um, But before that, I want to talk all about your business, Jessica, kind of how you've built it. We want to talk a bit about community, the importance of community, and even building community as an introvert. So you want to go ahead and share a little bit about yourself and then kind of how Double the Stitches started. Sure. So, um, so my name is Jessica. The brand is Double the Stitches. And like so many of us who have eventually got in into, you know, designing our own patterns and, and all of that, I was always creative. Um, I like to tell the story when I was a little girl, I wanted to make clothes for my dolls. My mom was not like big into sewing or anything. This was the 70s. She gave me a stapler. She didn't trust me with a needle and thread. So I stapled. <laughs> all clothes together Um, and so we've grown quite a bit since that Um, (laughs) and then you know that typical journey I think that a lot of us have where we're making and we love making and everyone says oh you should sell what you make and then you get burned out selling what you make (laughs) I was I was creating props for newborn photographers Mm. which was awesome because I got the most beautiful pictures of the most adorable babies wearing things that I made. And so what is, you know, more heartwarming than that? But babies come when they're ready, when they want. And so working out, you know, timetables and schedules and stuff um, where maybe the photographer said, oh, I need, you know, this, that and the other thing. And we need it in, you know, four months or whatever. Okay, perfect, fine. And then I get, you know, the frantic email, the baby's here, the baby's here. (laughs) The session's in a week and they don't live locally. So now I also, besides having to stay up till the wee hours to knit the thing, also have to deal with the post office. And they are not always, you know, they don't always deliver when promised. Um, so just the stress of that, I was working in my local yarn store at the time and then coming home and knitting, you know, until two, three o'clock in the morning. And it just got to be too much. Mm-hmm. It just was too much. Um, and so it was January of 2020, not knowing what was going to happen in March. <laughs> and it was, I distinctly remember it was New Year's Eve and I was at, you know, a friend's house and we were selling and I just said, you know what? I can't do this anymore. Like there has to be a different way. And so I got into designing patterns. I took, I think it was um, 
it was Selena Baca, who's a crochet designer, um, had a course for, you know, how to design and publish patterns. And so that was because I needed a community, because I needed guidance, because we don't know what we don't know. We There's so much out there. And so that was kind of my entry into having a community around me of people who are doing, you know, what I do, which is wonderful that, you know, your membership does that too. Um, and so then I, I went on from there and um, then I really found that I loved designing knitwear more than crochet. And I found um, Francois Denoy of Aroha Knits in her program. And so I've, you know, gone through all the steps, but as knitters or crocheters, we need support. And I think also as, businesses we need support and we need guidance and we need someone to say hey you know how do you do this thing how does this work um and so that's kind of where it is and I'll just tell the short story of the name double the stitches yes and my <laughs> twins um one you know very very sleepless night after, probably after many sleepless nights um <laughs> you know things where I, I was walking my son you know down from the living room to, you know, his bedroom to put him down for the nap and we were sleep training. And, and I said, you know, I'm your mommy and I am the boss of you. You are not the boss of me. <laughs> and it is nap time when I say it's nap time. And I just had had it. Um, and so that was, you know, that frame of mind that a lot of us moms, you know, get into um, with very um, strong-willed, we'll say strong-willed children. <laughs> um but so the name came from realizing that if I ever wanted to make them handmade things, I was going to need to double the stitches. Um, mm -hmm. And so people say, oh, is that double knitting? So it's not double knitting. It's just I need to make two times as many things. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I love that so much. Um, all righty. So I, I, there's so much we could dive into. Unpack, about right? But <laughs> let's go ahead and talk then about how you went from designing to building a community. And I think it's really interesting to talk about community in our industry because it seems like it is such a big thing. Like knitting community, especially online, is it's a huge topic. And, you know, people love to talk about the knitting community or, you know, the crochet community. Um, but then there's it's it's very interesting because when we're new to the online community or we're not even aware of the online community, it can feel really isolating and alone. And so we want to find community. And then it's interesting once you kind of really dive headfirst into the community that there's a million different communities you can be a part of. Yeah. So how talk let's talk about like what your community specifically does for knitters. And then like how do you reach the people you're you're trying to reach? Okay. So, um, as you know, as you kind of touched on briefly, you know, being an, an introvert, um, entirely, <laughs> that is, you know, just like you look it up in the dictionary and like my pictures there, like <laughs> that's me. Um, and knitting goes, you know, I think along with that a lot, but it got to a point where, you know, I was pushing so hard and, um, posting in all the big gigantic Facebook groups that we all do as designers on, you know, self-promote self-promote Saturday and you know your whole Saturday gets taken up by like what groups can I post in today um and so I wanted to have a place where people knew me where people knew my designs where people you know I could support them if they had a question I was 
you know, doing the big public, the Facebook page, the Instagram, um, all of that, and even the email list, which is crazy important to have, um, even though that's been giving a lot of us a run for our money these last few days with the new security stuff. But um, I just felt like I was talking into a vacuum. I felt like I would post on social media, maybe get a couple of likes, maybe a couple of comments. Most of them were from, you know, designer friends, um, kind of faux, like, you know, comment commenting on each other's stuff to lift each other up, which is a wonderful thing. But I didn't feel like I was reaching the people that were buying from me. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Instagram and whatever is great for, I find it more a connection with fellow designers there than I find with people knitting my things. Um, and so I had this, you know, this Facebook group and I, there's so many groups for general knitting, um, knitting and chatting about knitting and even just groups about different techniques, like about mosaic knitting or whatever. And I wanted to have a place that was just for me and for my, um, for my audience. Um, and so I, I made this group and it was very slow going, like I said, you know, I believe a lot in um, coaching and supporting. And so I found a coach that taught about memberships and Facebook groups and community and having that, you know, heart led business that I feel like so many of us do and that community based business. And so she was running a challenge and she kind of dared me. I don't know. I like a good competition, but she said, go live in your group. I said, what do you mean? <laughs> People had only ever seen my hands, like, you know, or maybe a picture that, you know, I took 50 of them to find the one that, like, I felt comfortable sharing in public um, from all the different angles and and whatever. Um, and she said, go live in your group. And so I did. And then I went into her group and I posted a picture um, of me doing that. And I said, I went live in my group and I didn't die. Like, <laughs> that was really how I felt. Like, that was the scariest thing I could imagine was not just a picture of me like for people to see but also that that live content and my you know nerves I don't even I don't think I told anyone I was going to go live I just kind of did it spur of the moment because maybe if there was one or two people that happened to be watching because they happened to see it come up that would be okay. But like, I didn't want a crowd because it was so terrifying. It was just absolutely terrifying. And I was telling Jessica before we came live that like being an introvert, it absolutely takes a lot of my energy to do any of these live things, especially video things like that zoom fatigue. It's, it's a real thing. And I always, you know, I schedule in time in my day. Like if I'm going to be live for a specific time, I make sure that like I have time to sit with my yarn and knit after or like just even lay in bed and like stare at the ceiling, like just in quiet, maybe under the covers. <laughs> yes, yes. I think yes, I've shared it here on the podcast before, but somebody had shared the idea of uh, like color blocking your schedule. So if like, you know, certain things take different energies and some things are going to you know, kind of give you energy back while others are extremely draining, you can color block your your schedule and be like, okay, there's only going to be two red high energy blocks for the whole week. They need to be different ends of the week. And then I need to have some green that is uh, giving me energy again right after that so that you like 
make sure you're actually really taking care of yourself. And then maybe you only have two weeks you ever do that in a month or, you know, whatever. But it's, I loved the idea of, I've never done it myself. I learned about it a couple of years ago. I've never done it. But I love the idea of the visual of like, all right, this is, this is where my energy is going. This is how I protect my energy and take care of myself and also meet these goals and the things that I want to do for my community. And it really has made a difference because there's a saying in, you know, in business, in small business, I would say, I don't know that it's true about large businesses, the big guys, you know, but the small ones, sometimes people are buying more from a person than they are the, the product. Like there might be 50, you know, shawl patterns that have whatever the criteria is, but then they're looking and they spot, oh, I know that name, you know, we've connected on, you know, Facebook or Zoom or whatever, and they're going to pick that one. It also, by having that community that's dedicated for your design business, it also gives, keeps people coming back because you can share then with them, you know, what you're doing and um, they're more likely to see it. Yes. Yes. So in your community, what do you, what do you do? (laughs) What do we do? So I have two communities. I have a a large free Facebook group. Um, Right now it's around 2,800 members um, growing rapidly because of the summit, but, (laughs) Um, and then I have a smaller um, paid Facebook group um, with a, a membership attached to it. So it's not just the Facebook group, it's it's other things. But so in the big group, it's, you know, knit alongs. Um, I do in the summer, the last two summers, I've done a handmade holiday challenge. So that is getting revamped um, for this year. But just kind of bringing people together. I, I'm not super fussy about them sharing things from other designers in the group that they're working on, because I want to support them as a knitter. And so if they're really excited about a project, I don't want them to be like, you know, guarded, like, oh, I can't post it in this group because she said only her things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'll share, you know, whatever is going on. And I go live, you know, every so often. Um, maybe it would be better to be more on a schedule, but it's kind of, you know, whatever is happening, um, you know, upcoming events or patterns that I'm working on. Um, and then the membership has gets more of me. They get, you know, priority support from me. We have Zooms um, twice a month. We they get patterns from me um, and just more of that, like, if I have a list of, you know, people looking for help with something, they're the top of the list, like just automatically because of being part of the membership. Yes, I love that. So really both communities, it sounds like are like support centers that are community driven to just help and encourage folks in their knitting journeys there's so many people you know unfortunately yarn your local yarn stores keep closing Mm -hmm. um because business is hard and small business is even harder and there's so many people that don't have that kind of community or support Mm -hmm. within hours two hours you know four hours not even in their state i mean you know it's just not attainable for them to go in person to get help or to have that you know sit around a table and knit or crochet kind of community that yarn stores have. And um, some of us introverts would rather go online to a group than go in person yes. to the yarn shop. So. Yes, I like the, the online stuff. I think there's so many benefits to it, to teaching online workshops and things like that. Because if you, I was trying to explain it, and it kind of relates to the summit too, you know, the, the way the summit works is 
that you get a free ticket to access everything that, while it's live and you get 48 hours to watch all the presentations um, and people, and then there's an option to buy to get the um, ongoing access to the presentations and then all of the wonderful bonuses from the speakers and from me. And I was trying to explain to someone like, if you take a class in person and whether it's in your yarn shop or at a fiber festival or Rhinebeck or Vogue Knitting or wherever you go, you only have that information while it's happening. Mm-hmm. When the class is over, it's over. And you can't, you know, reach back out, you know, th- there's no Q&A session, you know, uh, later that day or it, when it's over, it's over. And whatever you retained from that, that's it, you know. Yeah, watch it. You know, you can't pause it. You can't rewind. You can't slow it down. If the instructor talks slow, you can't speed it up. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was just going to say, you know, the whole, you know, stop and, you know, you, you just barely miss something and you need to go back and find it. And you can't do that in person. <laughs> right. So there's so many benefits to that online learning. And so that's the beauty of the summit is 48 hours. You get it for free. You don't have to pay for it. But if you want to be able to refer back to it, that's also the beauty of, of having that upgrade. And so, you know, all over social media where I've been posting, people are saying, oh, it doesn't look free because they're brought to a page with an offer. But of course, we're going to give you an offer because we're all trying to do this to, you know, earn something from it. Right? Yeah. We, <laughs> we have to make money in order to be able to keep providing things for the community. So and that's, why, that's why patterns, you know, Patterns are not free. Um, And if the pattern is free, typically it's free. It's on a blog and there are ads. So the designer is somehow getting income generated from whatever they're doing. And there's no right way or wrong way. Everyone has their own way and whatever path they follow. But, you know, it's it's not just a hobby. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more specifically about the summit. It's called Knit Happy Summit. I actually brought my... uh, Jessica sent gifts to us speakers and I just love them. So for those of you watching the video, you can see I just love them so much. Thank you, Jessica. That's you're welcome. I am trying to see if there's a way that I can sell them to attendees, but (laughs) I don't know. I kind of broke up with Etsy and (laughs) yes. yes. (laughs) So we'll see. They're Um, super cute. But this shows you anyways the logo for the summit, which is super cute as well. Um, so there are 22 guest speakers, correct? And it's really covering a large variety of topics. Like there's short rows, there's brioche, there's socks, there's, I'm teaching a class on substituting yarn. Um, I don't remember what your class is. I'm doing, um, on Sunday, it's going to be a live, um, session um workshop on fixing your knitting mistakes yes that's right yeah so they're trying to support the whole knitter and you know not every session might be the for you maybe you are an expert sock knitter so maybe you don't need the the custom sock heels and toes that um that lauren red is teaching but i think everyone does because um you know, we want the socks to fit, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, just using that, you know, as an example, or maybe, you know, brioche is not your thing. Um, so then, you know, there's 21 other things. And so we're trying to kind of support, um, you know, picking colors for patterns, um, 
working, you know, using your yarn stash. Um, what else? We have southpaw stitching for our left-handed uh, crafters, which I'm excited about. I keep getting messages from people saying, I'm so excited because nobody really talks about it. <laughs> Yes, I know. I'm wishing I'm like, all right, what are like, I know there's been a handful of people who've been like, I'm a left handed knitter. And I am like, oh, I wish I knew who it was and how I could reach them. And let yeah. them know. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so as designers listening, um, you know, there's maybe there's something new you want to learn here uh, that, you know, there's such a huge variety of topics that I think there's something new for everyone, but you're also welcome to share with your own audience. If you're like, hey, the knitters in my group, my community, my audience, they would really love this. Um, you can share it as well. Uh, and do we have a way for them to sign up as affiliates? I do. It's um, knithappy.com slash affiliates. And I'll put that in the um, description as well. I'll also put the your larger Facebook group uh, link in as well. What's the name of that group? Um, it's double, so it's facebook.com slash group slash double the stitches patterns. Okay, perfect. Uh, anyway, so the summit, the dates are the 15th through the 17th? Yes, through the 18th. So it's Thursday <laughs> through Sunday. So the um, the, the sessions are all pre-recorded, so you can watch them, fit them into your schedule however you want. There will be live Q&A sessions. Um, those are going to really run from Thursday through Saturday. And then on Sunday is going to be um, a big free, um, you know, Zoom get together to, to knit with other knitters. And um, my class about fixing mistakes and uh, some other fun things. So that'll be Sunday. So Sunday will be pretty quiet, but I also didn't want to overload Sunday because I wanted to give you a chance if there's sessions that, you know, you missed from the past two days um, that you can grab those and watch those. Absolutely. And the thing with like these summits is there's so much. <laughs> like <laughs> there, It's amazing because there's so much and at the same time, there's so much. So really trying to pace yourself and choose what you is most important to listen to is is really important unless you purchase the the extended access and then you it's not nearly as stressful <laughs> yes it definitely is a stress relief um and you know if, if anyone had attended um the knit your wardrobe summit so we had been talking we both were part of the same program we knew it was happening we knew we were both planning knitting summits and then it turned out they were both going to be in February. And we're like, what do we do? <laughs> so we spaced them. You know, they're close together, but it's two weeks apart. Um, and we kind of, you know, I tried to lean into it and call it Knitting Summit Month. So yes. Um, so it's a whole bunch of education. You know, we didn't really want to go into the spring because as you get into the warmer months, a lot of knitters tend to be, you know, out in their garden or just enjoying the outdoors. So we wanted to catch you before you head outdoors. Um, while it's February, while it's still cold, while you're still, you know, bundled up and have yarn and knitting uh, on the brain. So that's what uh, we dubbed it was Knitting Summit Month. <laughs> yes, yes. So on our podcast episode with Atens talking about the Knit Your Wardrobe Summit, we kind of talked some of the behind the scenes of just like setting it up. Do we want to talk a little bit about like what happens after the summit, just from the business perspective of, all right, this is what happens with a summit. And this is kind of, you know, 
the advantage as a business owner for hosting a summit. So what what are you doing after the summit with with this community now that you're building? So um still ironing out some of those details as I, you know, <laughs> this is um this is the first summit that I'm hosting. So I am a little bit, you know, greener on on all of these things. But um as of now my plan is in the membership in this the paid Stitch Society membership, which you get free 30-day trial if you upgrade to the VIP version of the pass. We're gonna do a knit along. I didn't want to make it specific to any um, particular pattern. So we're going to do a double the stitches along. And so any one of my patterns and I'll help you and support you through it um, to, you know, continue building that um, that's in paid membership. And then what happens next in the big group, which now has grown by, you know, quite a bit. And my email list has grown. Um, I'm going to be gearing up for local yarn store day. And that's a great big knit along that I do. Um, Local Yarn Street is the end of April. I do a big, this will be my fifth year um, creating something special for to support the yarn stores because like we talk about community. And so yarn stores for so many of us are, you know, a, such an essential piece of that. So I like to support, that's kind of my give back, you know, my way to, to say thank you to the yarn stores that supply us with all the, the squishy mail, right? <laughs> Yes, yes. And it sounds like the support that the yarn shops get from you helping is tremendous there. Yeah, so it's it's a little bit crazy. But um, yeah, we had, I don't remember how many, 230 something, I think, shops last year. Yeah. Yeah. And I say we, I mean me. It's only me. <laughs> <laughs> and my cat, unless we count the cat, but she's not very helpful. <laughs> yes yes <laughs> no, not doing a lot of that that reaching out and following up with folks and <laughs> no not a lot of cold emails to yarn shops saying hey you know I'm doing this thing <laughs> yes, I love that I we might have to have you back to talk more details about what you do with that if you want to but you don't have to commit right now um let's talk a little bit more well okay so I'm curious like you do the local yarn shop day stuff you mentioned a message to me before we got done that you also teach some stuff in person um do you take those in-person events and those those outside of the digital world events and bring those people into your community or are they kind of kept separate so right now the teaching that i have been doing when i worked in the yarn shop i taught there i haven't done the big teaching at you know events, um, fiber festivals or anything like that. I run a basically, um, it's almost like a pattern support group, a pattern reading group. It's a local library group um, and it's knitters and crocheters and it's Monday afternoon at, you know, 1230. And so they've been knitting, you know, longer than my mom has been alive. And, <laughs> you know, they, they're retirees, they're, you know, older. And it's a lot of, what does this leisure arts pattern mean? <laughs> Um, what are they trying to say? So it's a lot of that, but it's also a community. They refer to it as their therapy, their weekly therapy. But it gives me that, um, it grounds me, I think. It gives me that connection because so much of what we see, you know, posted on, you know, the Instagram where they, you know, beautiful pictures of, you know, the really complicated knitting, not everyone is there. So it gives me that ability to see more, to connect more with, 
I don't know, I, I don't want to call them real knitters because we're all real knitters, whatever skill that we are, but we'll say the the more typical or the more average knitter um, skill set, you know, and it's, I do, you know, invite them um, to my free group, but there's kind of rules about not selling things to them um, as a teacher. So libraries are kind of strict like that. But um, yeah, so I, I do, you know, invite them to the free things that I have. And as long as I'm not pushing the things that I have for sale, you know, if they happen to find something, um, then they do. But yeah. Yes, I love that so much. And um, I think it's important to talk about how multifaceted design businesses are, because there are so many different arms that make up the whole of what a small business is and does and all of the things so many hats <laughs> yes yes um okay so then you also you have a freebie a sign up that folks can use do you want to tell us a little bit about that the link will be in the description for the podcast yes um so it is just five little quick tips about if you don't have a community um it's more geared for facebook but i think it really applies to wherever um just things to keep in mind about creating a community and um and supporting you know your audience so it's just a little you know thank you for watching and, and listening um and there may be when life comes down <laughs> Um, like a little mini, you know, workshop about that. So uh, if you grab the freebie, then you'll be on that segment of my list. I promise not to spam you with all my patterns and things because I'm sure that you're knitting your own things. Um, so I keep, you know, keep that separate. Um, and um, if you join my other lists, you'll hear about the things. But if you're just on that list, then um, then I will only reach out to you if I have something that I think would really be helpful and beneficial to you as, as a designer. Well, thank you so much. So if you're interested in building your own community or kind of just what that looks like, go ahead and grab the freebie. If you want to see a summit in action and the community building even there in that Facebook group, uh, join the summit for free. The link is down below. <laughs> um, and then I'll also include your Facebook group, your free Facebook group link as well, so they can check that out. Uh, is there anything else that you would like to share, whether it's promoting something or your favorite advice you've ever received or anything for other designers you'd like to share? Um, so I think I touched on this a little bit, but when I, when I write patterns, so this is, I guess, pattern writing advice, um, having children who learn a little bit differently as a mom has shown me that you have to break things down into steps. And it's sometimes it's even, if you think about like teaching a, a child how to tie their shoes. So there are some children that you can say, go put your shoe, you know, we need to leave, go get your shoes on. And maybe as they get older, you know, they can do that. But then there are others where you need to say, okay, go find your socks and go find your shoes and now put your socks on and now put your shoes on and now open, you know, open the shoelaces, put the shoe on and now, you know, make them tighter and tight. You need to, you know, break it down step by step because sometimes that go put your shoes on is an overwhelming task. And sometimes knit a lace shawl or, you know, do this in brioche is a complicated task for some knitters. And so I think it helps to, you know, kind of slow things down, break things down, you know, separate out your text a little bit, I think, in the actual, you know, pattern as you write it, um, you know, sections, I think I find help knitters a lot 
instead of just if the pattern's a hundred rows, giving them just you know rows one through a hundred, but saying, you know, this is the the hem and this is the body and this is the sleeves, or you know, this is the cast on for the shawl and this is the body and this is the edging, you know. It helps them keep their place where things are, bolding certain things visually, I think helps too. Um, but you know, I think I think even no matter what skill level the the knitter might have, I think it's beneficial to to every knitter. Yes, I love that so much. Um, and that's something that's really important to me in pattern writing as well. So I love that you bring that up because I don't know if I've ever really talked much about it. Um even though I'm talking to designers all the time. All the time, right? <laughs> but I, yeah, I tend to get, uh, you know, messages from folks, especially other designers, if they knit a pattern. They're like, you like, you know, your my patterns are long, but they're like, you go so in-depth into everything and like make it super clear. And my thing is because I'm primarily a self-taught knitter. And um, I just remember all the frustration of the things that, People assumed that knitters knew that I had no idea what they were talking about. Then I'd go on Google and there'd be five different answers and I didn't know what was right or what actually applied to the pattern. Yeah. It's so frustrating. So yes, I love that. And, you know, especially if you know your audience and who's going to be working your patterns, that helps a ton in knowing how to actually write your patterns. It does. Yeah. And I think, you know, with the digital age and patterns mostly being PDFs, we had that ability to go long in the pattern and add that extra explanation and not just say, you know, the abbreviation for GSR and German short rows and then make the knitter figure it out. You have that space, you know, so what if it's another page in the PDF? Like it, it's better to support your knitter in their journey, I think, than to assume knowledge. Um, you know, I tell, I tell my audience, that I'm never going to give you a pattern that says cast on a hundred follow chart A and then chart B and then bind off. Like that's not enough information. <laughs> yes. Or continue in pattern until, you know, a certain point and then you don't know what to do if you're only partway through the repeat. If you've even figured out what continue in pattern means and right. where the pattern starts. And where it's like <laughs> Yes, because pat that's also usually abbreviated as like C-O-N-T in P-A-T-T. and. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so then they first have to figure out what is what does that even what are those words? <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. And thank you for joining us. It's been a delight to chat. I can tell that we could talk. We could talk knitting and designing all day. Right. <laughs> uh, so thank you so much for sharing about the summit, about your community, all of the things I hope. For those of you listening, that this is inspiring, that if you're thinking of building a community, this gives you some, some ideas and definitely check out the, the freebie and we hope to see you inside the Net Happy Summit. <laughs> it was so lovely to talk to you, Jessica. Wow. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you found it valuable, please share the podcast with a designer friend. And if you have a minute, leave a review. It's so helpful for me and means the world to me. Chat soon.